0: Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Yesterday I shared with you the story of Kim Fook, a tremendous story of how a girl in spite of um, the attack that occurred to her in her childhood, she was nine years old, a napalm bomb was dropped on her village, Uh, She's the girl that we call that napalm girl, the the iconic picture of uh, the girl running, just terror in her eyes and the eyes of the children that were fleeing uh, that bomb and uh, the scarring and how she survived, how she came to Christ, and most of all, how she overcame bitterness and followed God's plan to get better and not bitter and to overcome uh, that and learn forgiveness and to pray for her enemies and those that despitefully used her, the communist regime, as a a puppet of propaganda and so on there, and how God spared her life. Just a wonderful story. If you didn't get that, you might go to our website, FortressOfFaith.com, FortressOfFaith.com, and you can listen to the previous broadcast. Today, I'm going to play for you an interview that I did maybe about four years ago now. It was with Julie Aftab. One of the joys of the work that I get to do is to meet some wonderful people and to interview people like this. I met her in Washington, D.C. As a young teenage girl, she was persecuted for her Christian faith. Acid was thrown on her face and, and poured down her throat. On many occasions, they tried to kill her. Because they kept accusing her of blaspheming the prophet Muhammad there in Pakistan. And um, and just a, a wonderful story of how God preserved her life. And not only that, but the sweet spirit that she has. Instead of hating her enemy and returning evil for evil, she returned kindness. And So listen to this interview, and I hope it will bless your heart. Well, I'm here today with Julie Aftabh. She is from Pakistan. Uh, Julie, it's a, it's a privilege to have you here on our show here at Fortress of Faith where we try to warn uh, Christians and Americans about the nature of Islam.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Well, uh, Lord bless your courage and your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. You are a, a believer in Christ. Yes. Sir. And because of your faith in Christ, you were persecuted by Muslims in your home country in Pakistan. Yes, sir. Why don't you tell our listening audience what happened to you?
1: Well, in Pakistan, I was working in the public call office as an operator, and I was wearing cross, and Muslim people, uh, well, one of the customers, he came uh, and wanted me to change to Islam. Before that, many times I was told that I did not look like a Christian, I should change to Islam, and I always ignored people. And uh, when they asked me to change to Islam, and I refused to, and they tried to offer me money, they tried to scare me, and uh, I still not change to Islam. And uh,
0: So they tried to bribe you and yes. threaten you? And yes. So they were offended because you were wearing a necklace with a cross?
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, um, they told me I was working for lo- so little money, and if I change to Islam... I will have everything, and I will have, uh, um, like, I will live life, and they will speed support my family. And uh, mm-hmm. I told them no. Well, why, am, why
0: would you tell them no?
1: Because my faith is not for sale. Okay. It's not for sale. Mm. Nobody gives faith, nobody takes away. Mm. God is a, Jesus Christ is the one who gave me faith, mm. and it don't have a price. And, um, so
0: you told them no. Yes. And what did they do?
1: Well, afterward, uh, the man, uh, got up and he told me, he said, I was living in the darkness. Uh, he said, if I, you change to Islam, you, uh, you will, uh, I'm trying to he told me he said I'm trying to save your soul you're living in the darkness and you're gonna go to hell and I told him I said I know where I'm going and I, I believe I am living in light and he said so you think Islam is living in darkness and I told him you said so mm. and then he uh, he put it uh, more money and he on the table and he said take all this money I'm giving you last chance and I I told him I don't need your money. Get uh, pick up your money and go away. And uh, he got up and he tried to grab me and he tried to scare me. In Pakistan, many time they what they do like uh, if girls don't listen to them or do what they want to, either they rape them or throw acid or do something. And um, I uh, when he got up and he ca- got close to me and he was. Um, and I pushed him back, and I slapped him, and I told him, I'm girl, but I'm not weak. Mm. And I picked up the money, and I threw it at his face, and I told him, leave. Mm. And uh, before he was leaving, he, in the door, he he stood there, and he said, I'll see if your Jesus will save you. I was only six, 16 years old. Wow. I do not know what he meant, but then he left, in, and later on he came back. Mm. But five or ten minutes later... And uh, he brought acid and he threw at my face. Wow. And then uh, I got up when the acid was on, like it was burning. My body was smoking and I got up and I ran ran toward the door and one man came behind him and he uh, he held me down from my hair and... The first man tried to pour acid into my throat, and I swallowed some of the acid, and 67% of my esophagus were damaged. Wow. I saw my own cheek melted and fell in front of my feet. Oh. I was totally blinded mm. by the acid. And later on, police came. The two guys were caught. Police came, and they said, why did you do it? And you know what they said? They said she have insulted Islam, and mm-hmm. she said no to Islam. She said Islam is in darkness. I didn't say. He said so. Mm-hmm. I said I am living in light.
0: Yeah. So were th- were they arrested?
1: No. They, uh, even police got with them, and all the people who were gathered with the uh, those uh, over there when uh, you know something happened, people gathered around. And all those people turned against me.
0: You were the criminal.
1: Yes, because you was,
0: insulted Islam.
1: Yes, and they told the hospital if they you treated her, we gonna set hospital on fire. Until then, my family got there too, and my family took me to the other hospital, and it happened at uh, that hospital said the same thing to my family. They said they not gonna they not gonna risk their life for uh, for me. Yeah. Other people's lives. Sure. And so they refused to treat me. And third hospital also refused to treat me. And the fourth hospital, that's where I was treated. And my mom begged them, requested them. And the finally, the doctor told my mother, she's going to die anyway. There is no point. My mom said, she's still breathing. Wow. And in that hospital, I was pronounced dead 21 days later. But God gave me life again. Wow. And then uh, again, after um, when people found out this happened, mm-hmm. the Muslim people were so mad, they wanted me to be dead. And they started coming with the guns and stuff. So my family took me to the other hospital. That's when where I was treated for 3 months and 17 days later that's the hospital i was operated on mm-hmm. i was fully awake when the doctor tr- operated and the doctor told me if i say yes to islam he will pay all my treatment from his pocket and i told him for a girl their beauty is everything for me it didn't matter mm-hmm. my faith is everything i was not born christian nobody is born christian but i will die christian Wow. And then that's the doctor who gave me poison. Two weeks later, that's, then again, my family took me from that hospital to the other hospital. And that's where they washed my stomach because the doctor had poisoned me. Wow. And then one year later, I was shot. And they thought they have finished my life. But mm. later on, they found out, oh, well, she survived again. So then they wanted to hang me openly Hmm. by blasphemy. They said I have committed blasphemy, and they were going to hang me. But some people got involved, and they helped me to escape Pakistan, come here to United States. Wow.
0: What an amazing young lady you are and the courage that you have. Wow. I, I knew some of the story of the acid, but I didn't know about this attempt to kill you by the doctor. And then being shot again later.
1: Yeah, one year later, in two thousand three.
0: God has been uh, merciful in preserving your life, and you—you yes, you know, may, many people uh, lose their faith in the Lord for a lot less. And you stand. I heard you yesterday in front of the group there and proclaim that it's the Lord that—that uh, oh, yeah. that is the sustenance of your life.
1: I mean, God. It has to be a God. Mm. There is no doubt. I have never mm-hmm. doubted that God is not yeah. there.
0: Now, some people would say, well, how could a God let you go through the persecution that you went through? I mean, how can you love that God? Even if you say he's preserved your life, you but know, look what he
1: allowed to happen to you. He's the same God who got Egyptian and drawn in the water, right? Mm. He's the same God who uh, hardened the heart of a Pharaoh, mm. right? Yeah. He's the same God who got Israel out of Egypt. I believe that if you don't fall, you never look up. Mm-hmm. You know, we have, as a human being, we have a tendency to forget in the happy time. Mm-hmm. And in the, in, the, in the book of Job, it says, chapter 5, it says, um, He put us through the fire and He's the one who he- wound, but He's the one who heals. Mm. And he's the one who bandaged mm-hmm. and in the in the psalm it said he put us through the fire and we come up art as pure as gold. Yeah. you know how the miner dig gold from mud and the dirt mm-hmm. and then the miner wash the gold and then put the gold in the fire so the gold become pure mm-hmm. and the mold all the drosses uh, taken yes. away yeah. yes. And that's what our, Mm. as a human, we are. Wow. And every time, honestly, every time something happened, I felt more stronger than past. You know, when I have, I have a lot of obstacle in my life. Still, Mm. I do. Yeah. And uh, I, whenever I think about it, I just look back and I say, you know, if I could get through that time why not now Hmm. he's the same god i'm still his follower i'm the one who misplaced him Hmm. he never misplaced me
0: amen julie you're a, a shining example of faith in the lord and courage god bless you for your testimony and you know what? I'm, I'm looking over your shoulder, and I see your, your uh, husband sitting yes, uh, there. And uh, I'm excited for you both. You're, you're expecting your first child.
1: Yes, sir. And one thing I wanted to tell, I forgave those people, not for them, for me, mm-hmm. because you can't serve hatred and love. I'm not going to let it happen to me again, but I forgave them to move on because mm. that's what Jesus did for us.
0: Wow. So glad you added that. That is the cherry on the top. Praise the Lord for that. Thank you. God bless you.
1: God bless you too, guys. Thank you.
0: Well, that's, folks, what, what a story. As I said at the beginning, just an amazing story, and it was a joy to get to meet her. And I hope that you and I would have that kind of courage, that we would rise up over pain and be a testimony, and be a great testimony for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Join us again tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.